Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. As many of you know, there was a false alarm that rocked the tiny islands of Hawaii, right where Pastor J.D. and the Kaneohe congregation is. Pastor J.D. will be discussing the prophetic ramifications of this false nuclear alarm. Imagine the widespread panic and fear that swept over the people of Hawaii. Pastor J.D. will actually thank God for this event in today's Prophecy Update. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 14, 2018. Yesterday was one of those days that uh, I suppose you could say will be remembered as a where were you when it happened uh, day. Uh, for me, uh, when the alert came in, I was actually in the process of uh, preparing today's Prophecy Update, which I always do on uh, Saturdays, and I was actually going to talk about the developments concerning the Iran nuclear deal, uh, and uh, also the developments in the UN concerning uh, Jerusalem as the capital of uh, Israel. As I was uh, doing that, of course, the alert came in. It was all in caps, and I, when I first started reading it, like many of you. Uh, perhaps I thought, oh, this must be a drill. And then I read the words, this is not a drill. So I thought, okay, I guess it's not a drill. <laughs> and uh, my first thought was, wow, uh, last week I mentioned that this could be the last prophecy update that we did. <laughs> and I thought, wow, <laughs> maybe it is. Now, my oldest son happened to be uh, at the house at that time and so we all got together uh, as a family, and I was really encouraged because there was no fear. There was just this peace, and uh, we, we knew where we were going to go. And um, actually, there was a, a sanctified excitement about that notion, and uh, almost to the degree in which there was a sanctified disappointment. <laughs> when <laughs> Is that bad? Come on, don't look at me like that. Wasn't there just a little bit of a, aw, I guess we're not going home just yet. <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's just between you and the Holy Spirit. But anyway, I, uh, we prayed together as a family, and uh, my, my, my prayer was actually very specific, that if indeed this uh, was happening, that uh, you know God would just make it somehow... Uh, you know, end up in the ocean uh, without a tsunami, <laughs> and um, and then uh, uh, 
Actually, it's interesting because uh, some are suggesting that there was actually a missile uh, that was launched, but it was um, preempted. Now, uh, we don't know and probably won't know, but uh, that's interesting in and of itself. But after we prayed, I texted uh, Artie and Paula, and uh, knowing that they would be in the know, and this is about eight or nine minutes uh, after the alert had come through, and then they thankfully <laughs> informed me that it was sent in error, which then led to a uh, myriad of uh, other emotions, uh, one of which was, um, why would it take 38 minutes to uh, send out the uh, alert that it was, in fact, a false alarm. You, like me, I'm sure, saw the uh, videos posted on social media, one of which was very heartbreaking, of a father uh, trying to get his young daughter into a sewer uh, drain to take cover. There were reports of uh, people trying to take refuge in... um, any place they could find, uh, bathtubs, and uh, as they said their goodbyes uh, to loved ones, really, truly thinking that this is it. It's just now a matter of time. And the problem with it taking 38 minutes uh, is that according to the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, there's only about 20 minutes uh, that we have before an inbound missile from North Korea were to uh, hit us here on the island. Um, I was thinking about how that, uh, when I was on the mainland, we have places to go. We have, on the mainland, we have things called basements. We don't have these here. (laughs) That was one of the hardest things for me to get used to, uh, because all the houses that I lived in, on the mainland had, you know, basements. And uh, my basement here is uh, a raised house with uh, space and uh, sand and thankfully uh, footings. <laughs> That's, uh, you know, my basement and yours too. But it was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of people were talking about, they said, uh, you know, to, to take a refuge. Okay, Where? Are you going to take uh, refuge? I mean, where are you going to go? And uh, again, heartbreaking images of people running, uh, you know, for their lives. And it was just so terrifying for so many. I think the question that has to be asked is, uh, what if this was not a false alarm, right? Right. And we were talking about this in our prayer meeting this morning. At least now people are uh, thinking about this and people are talking about this. And that certainly is a good thing. However, um, there was this noticeable anger uh, on the part of many, perhaps justifiable, uh, as to uh, how this could happen and why it would take so long. And the question I was uh, pondering was, what if it were to happen again, only 
this time it wouldn't have been sent out in error. How would people respond? What would be the initial response? Would it be the proverbial boy who cried wolf? Uh, I also started uh, thinking about how we've had many tsunami watches and tsunami warnings that came to naught. And it was kind of interesting. I remember uh, one of the first ones that we had, this is many years ago now, and uh, people responded as they rightfully should. And then when nothing happened, then there was another earthquake somewhere and another you know, potential for a tsunami. And people weren't quite uh, so quick to respond. And even some just saying, oh, no, not again. And they did nothing. And that's certainly a uh, concern and I think a a matter that uh, should be considered. I spent some time on social media yesterday. I went to my Twitter feed, which (laughs) sometimes I wonder, why am I still on Twitter? I don't know. I mean, just all kinds of rubbish, obviously. But when you try to, you know, get through all the uh, stuff like that, you do kind of get a sense of, Uh, what people are saying about something like this. I found this um, interesting tweet, you already read it on the screen, I'm sure, about how two Canadian couples (laughs) vacationing in Hawaii prepare for the end with vodka shots and I love you texts. Let me uh, just share some of what the article, the tweet uh, referenced had to say. They had 10 minutes to live. So, they used it well. (laughs) They dressed, packed up some water and their medications, and sent I love you texts to bewildered family back home. They hugged each other and drank two shots of vodka. Later on in the article, they say because the two shots were because one isn't enough in a situation quite like this. Then... They waited for the ballistic missile to hit. This was how Saturday started for two local couples vacationing in Hawaii, in a place called Paradise, to be exact. And then uh, they quoted this uh, guy as saying, you make your amends with God. He uh, said this an hour after he learned he would live another day. Also on Twitter, I found this Guardian tweet titled, Hawaii Ballistic Missile False Alarm Prompts Panic and Whiskey Drinking. So let me just share a little bit. I'm going somewhere with this, as I hope you'll see here in a moment. For some, the prospect of the end of the world was an opportunity to indulge. Joshua Kioki Versola was home alone in Mililani when he received the alert as he waited for his fiance to drive home from her place of work, the 35-year-old network engineer opened a bottle of Hibiki 21, an award-winning and expensive Japanese whiskey. Uh, Personally, I've never heard of this. He said, I was about to start pouring drinks and go out in style. What are we going to do in this situation? We really can't do anything but just try and make the best of it. 
Listen, I, I share that not so that we can become judgmental in our piety as Christians. I share that because we need to pray for guys like Joshua. Uh, I think we do err greatly when we look down our noses at people who respond in this way. I mean, if you think about it, this is what we did when we were lost, right? I think about what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, and he just lists these horrific sins, including the likes of which are uh, homosexuality. And then he says to the Christians there in Corinth, and as such were some of you. You're not that way anymore, because God got a hold of your life. But before we were Christians, is this not how we would respond? We would go to the bottle, whether it's a bottle of alcohol or a bottle of pills or both. I would submit that the onus is on us to reach the loss, especially here in Hawaii and especially on the heels of what was arguably a much-needed wake-up call, and that's what it was. While I realize that what I'm about to say might be met with some criticism, which has never stopped me before, so. But in many ways, I am so thankful this happened yesterday. Can I say that? I just did. And I'll tell you why. I believe God used this. And I also believe, furthermore, that God will continue to use this to get people's attention, not just here in Hawaii, but all over the world. I was quite moved, really, by all of the tweets on Twitter and all the posts on social media from people all over the world. And certainly like me, I'm sure you had many friends texting you, calling you, reaching out to you after they heard the news. I had one uh, friend on the mainland text me and say, I, I think there's going to be a lot of people wanting to hear your prophecy update uh, tomorrow. <laughs> well, I truly believe that when this breaking news hit, there were many who found themselves face to face with the reality of eternity. And this is why it's incumbent upon us as Christians, and certainly for those of us like myself who are pastors. I was even praying this morning, Lord, I pray that pastors will talk about this today. What a grand and glorious opportunity to seize. What an opportunity to talk about being ready what an opportunity to give to everyone an answer of that hope that lies within us. I want to take it a step further and suggest this. Even for us as Christians, and I include myself in that, by the way, I hope you know that I see myself as a Christian first and a pastor second. I hope you know that. I was a Christian long before the Lord called me into the pastorate. 
I'm a Christian first, just like you. I don't look like you, and you can praise God for that, but I'm just like you, a brother in Christ. And as a fellow Christian, we need this alarm. We needed this alarm. (laughs) We needed to wake up. And we needed to wake up because we're all prone, whether we like it or not, whether we realize it or not, and whether we would admit it or not. We're all prone, myself included, to fall into this drowsy state of a spiritual slumber. One of my favorite verses in Scripture, of course, all of them are my favorite, but Romans 13, it's one that we uh, look at often. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Rome, and he says, verse 11, do this, this is what you need to do, understanding the times, the present time, the urgency of the times. He says, the hour has already come. It's not coming, it's already come. What hour has come? Oh, the hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. The implication, the inference being, you're sleeping. By the way... (laughs) He's writing this to the church, not the world. He's writing this to the Christians there in the church in Rome. He says, wake up! You're sleeping. You need to wake up. You want to know why? Here's why. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy, Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. You know what's interesting about what we experienced yesterday is that people just in a moment, in an instant of time, thought about this, and woke up. Isn't it interesting that when something like this happens, everybody gets spiritual? No, right? I mean, as vile as some of the posts on social media were that I read yesterday, I do have to say that there was a mention of God from those vile and foul lips that blaspheme the name of Jesus Christ. It brings people face to face with the reality of God Almighty. And that's what happened. We use this phrase, wake-up call, because 
The alarm has been sounded. But here's the problem. What happens when that alarm goes off? What do we do? We hit the snooze button and we go back to sleep. And certainly that's the tendency, the proclivity on the part of every single one of us here in this church today. It was um, notable as I was watching this. Of course, Fox News had it on throughout the morning into the afternoon. And I I thought to myself, I wonder if they're going to just cover this thing all day, right? And um, and then about, oh, I want to say it was about two-ish. I don't know about CNN. I, I can't, I'm sorry. I just, I used to be able to watch CNN on mute. I can't even do that anymore because my sanctification flees from me. But I want to say it was about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and then all of a sudden they went back to all of the political stuff, which, if you're anything like me, um, that's getting really old really fast. Really fast. Uh, Certainly the fingers of blame were pointed at one Donald J. Trump, President of the United States. I saw one tweet where one guy said, tell me exactly how this is Trump's fault. Well, my hope is is that we, especially us, (laughs) would never be numbered amongst those who hit that snooze button and drift off back into a spiritual slumber. There's no time. There's no time. Here's the thing, and I I hope you know my heart. I don't want in any way to come off as being provocative or sensational. I try to be measured and careful when I say things like this, but think about this. There is going to be a nuclear strike at some point. And oh, by the way, uh, as far as the rapture is concerned, there's not going to be any time for an alert. It's going to be in the twinkling of an eye. That's not a blink. You can measure a blink. The twinkling of an eye would be better likened to a sparkle in your eye. It's almost immeasurable in terms of being a millisecond. That's how quick it's going to be. My wife uh, told me after we uh, learned that it was a false alarm, she said, you know, when the rapture happens, there's not going to be any such thing as an alarm. There's false alarm, schmaltz alarm. (laughs) There's not going to be any alarm. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.